Hello all. Welcome to our latest episode of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels. This is Vasant and along with me Ramakrishnan G Iyer and Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian. In this episode we will continue looking at the IPL, what have teams done, how are they positioned, and we will wind up with our predictions for the week. In the middle however, we will talk a little bit about those who caught our attention, the young ones and the old ones. We will not be talking in detail about the bromance at Ekana that happened post the RCB versus LSG game. More so because it veered away from whatever books it was supposedly based on and consequently would upset all purists. No, first of all I have to admit that I was away from the Indian Premier League this week. Believe it or not, I didn't watch a single game all of last week for reason that I cannot really divulge. I was awake well barely awake for some of those days but cricket was furthest there were there was a college reunion there was some upheavals in in everything that i touched upon <laughs> so end result i'm coming into this session like someone walking into a screening of ponnian selvan without having read the book <laughs> so i'm going to ask a bunch of questions and irritate the hell out of you and that's how this episode is going to be Are you guys game? All right. Absolutely. Great. Okay. So I know that there were things that happened after the games, but I really want to talk about the games themselves. I'll start with you. Um so which performance stood out for you this week? Who was it and what did he do? So for me clearly that would be that absolutely mind-blowing 124 from 62 balls. from Yashasvi Jaiswal he's had a wonderful week played two games for royal one where he made 124 unfortunately in a losing cost and then the other one which was a 77 against chennai in an earlier game this week which they actually won and to me both of those innings with that 124 really standing out would be my starting point easily two of the best batting displays this week from anyone and with yashasvi himself i'm now more and more getting convinced that he is likely the next guy who is going to be india's next all format player i did want to mention i saw a clip with butler he was getting lessons from butler on playing i think it looked like hitting it over the top in the v so it was like you know uh, right there dronacharya and arjuna getting into the act right exactly in fact let me tell you one more uh, arjuna and that obviously was between ashwin and again yashasvi jaiswal where ashwin was teaching him tamil and this poor kid was okay. made to say something in tamil on ashwin's youtube video and then and the poor guy blundered through the whole thing it was it was great fun you should watch it if you haven't so he has a mentor in the team and is learning tamil is he setting him himself up for a csk audition looks like i don't know interesting yes <laughs> yes <laughs> when he turns 35 <laughs> wait wait how many tamil speaking members are there in csk all of them actually there is devan conway is there but i don't know about him there is ravindran there is mahendran there is one more innings that really caught my eye coming back to the cricket and that would be the case of sky watching jaiswal bat you feel like oh this guy can play all three formats watching sky bad you just tell yourself man this guy is just made for t20 cricket and and there are so many forces out there forcibly wanting to turn him into this all format player but just simply not working 
And the other thing I'll say is this, right? I mean, if, if a chap really has to stay out of form and look terrible like Sky has, let the length of time be really, really short like it was in the case of Sky. I just came back with the bang. I'm reminded of another chap who just looked so bad for three straight years. We had to put up with it. And of course, let's also talk a little bit about Gautam Gambhir. Oh, no, no, wait, wait. No, I, I think uh, we'll skip uh, Gautam Gambhir and move on to someone else. <laughs> so, Yashasvi Jaiswal, Sky. Okay, looks like it was more of a batting week for you. How about you, Asan? Very much. Yashasvi Jaiswal and Sky for sure. In particular, Sky's innings against the Punjab Kings was otherworldly. Some of the shots the he hit were unbelievable, the way he toyed with the bowling. Another 15 minutes, that game would have been over by the 16th or 17th over. I concur with you, Ram. Perhaps he's just better off staying in T20s and not being forced to play ODIs and tests. There is one more name that has really caught my attention. One more player this last week. That is Jitesh Sharma. Right. Good one. A player who is not well known. I mean, he's actually been around the block. I think he's 28 or 29 years old. He's not a rookie by any stretch of imagination. He started off well last year. At least there were glimpses of the competence. But this year, he has simply been off the charts. Some of the shots he's hit, the way he's come in and started to hit from ball one, just shows us that this is the kind of guy we need in the national team. Instead, we are going with the who does and whoever not. We need somebody who can come and just flip a gear and then boom. Really think we need a keeper for the 2024 World Cup. It'll probably be a middle-order batter. Because I do expect Yashasvi and Ruturaj to be right there at the top. Like uh, We are getting a few of the youngsters really stamping their presence with Turaj, uh, Shubman, uh, Yashasvi. It, it's looking like a really good top order now. But more importantly, yeah. I don't think there's a place for Ishan Kishan because there's no place at the top of the order. What you need is your wicketkeeper to be an enforcer. And if Pant is not back, then Jitesh Sharma is possibly the front runner for that post. The only problem is he is not very well known. He doesn't have much backing. And it's going yeah, to be a little tough. Yeah, exactly. No, but, but what about the Chennai Super Kings keeper? I don't think he's, he's ready to go away yet. The Chennai Super Kings keeper seems to have made a decision that he will only bat less than 10 balls per innings. That is a problem. We might need a little longer stay at the wicket. In fact, uh, Chennai uh, Super Kings wicket keeper is only playing six balls an innings. Of the nine games, you know, he's played six times, a total of 35 balls, and he is striking at 211. And how many sixes has he hit? Good point. I did not count, but <laughs> it's like, clearly a lot. Okay. So. He is like the Mary Kondo of cricket. Do more with little. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. My choice is Jitesh Sharma, in addition to the two names that Ram, you mentioned. A- anything from the bowling end? These are all good batting guys. How about our friend, Mr. Siraj? I thought he was doing well okay. the previous week. Yeah, he did well this week as well, right? We had this case of the unstoppable force running into an immovable object. Kyle Myers versus Mohammad Siraj. And I think this was Kyle Myers' first ever failure in the IPL when he was out for a second ball duck. So yeah, Siraj continues to be 
absolutely awesome with the ball and if i have to pick another name i'm actually going to pick a name i picked last week which is ishan sharma uh, yeah i mean till last week he was just bowling a few unremarkable quiet middle overs here and there but this time he actually came in he did two amazing things i thought one was of course he bowled at last over which i think is pretty well documented and all of that and the second one i, I thought was the dismissal of vijay shankar in that same game against the titans you know he bowled this slower one back of the hand type of a delivery and shankar had literally finished playing the entire shot and then the ball slips in and hits him on true the that even elicited a reaction exactly. from dale stain saying that this is the best knuckle ball he has ever seen yeah wasn't there one from sandeep sharma to talent mr rohit sharma yeah there was also a knuckle ball mm-hmm. i think yes. it will be for the uh, and then the in Mumbai fact captain. there was this uh, mohit sharma also had one Yeah. So evidently yeah. this is the Sharma thing, the slower ball business. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. From Sharma yeah. uncles it they have become Sharma knuckles. <laughs> True. <laughs> the other bowler who's been absolutely brilliant is Chavla uncle. Oh yes. Well, it's not fair to call him uncle. He looks like it though. But brilliant. today he got somebody's wicket i think somebody deposited him twice for a couple of sixers i think it was shikhar dhawan and dhawan. got behind him to get him stumped incredibly yeah. brilliant yes i actually watched that live like vijay i've been slow on the uptake on watching the live games in the mornings but at least i, I do catch up with the recordings in the evenings and i actually saw that the the run up in terms of how chavla actually set up dhawan uh, you know dhawan steps out hits him for six steps out except he find out the ball is not there it just uh, in the well back the length boom stumped first stumping for dhawan in about four or five seasons oh interesting and of course i think shami bowled brilliantly for that four for oh. uh, in that game <laughs> yes yeah. i actually line. had the good fortune of being able to see that live that ball was just like doing all sorts of things he was unplayable and the best part was after the inning he was interviewed his response was oh the wicket was really not helping i was just putting it in the right areas <laughs> and hardik said the same thing there was really nothing in the pitch it's just that shami was like out of the world now if he's going to bowl like that we have one hand on the mace there was uh, a keeping it that yeah. catch he held of pandey this guy just flew mind blowing i mean saha is still the best wicket keeper in the country no doubt outside of csk yeah outside of csk outside of csk fair and somebody has to keep an eye on you guys <laughs> <laughs> all right let's keep okay. going moving on just looking at the table the top 4 titans of course lsg i thought would fall off the top 4 looks like they have somehow held on to that top 4 level it's really the depth of their talent so i'm not really surprised csk hanging in there despite their bowling and then rr of course the other lsg with their deep talent let's start with you wasn't which team did you think was the biggest mover last week in a positive direction of course mumbai indians no doubt mumbai came okay. absolutely they won both their games and they they won them well now of course in both cases they were 
chasing. In both cases, the opponents didn't bowl particularly well. But you can also say that their batters pressured the bowlers into bowling poorly. And Tim David, Tilak Verma, Cameron Green, today Ishan Kishan, all supporting Sky, who is looking in brilliant touch. This Mumbai team is really right up there and a very strong candidate to finish in the top two at this rate. Now, that said, the bowling is still poor. I do think that it might be a different game if they are asked to bat first. Yeah. MI is the team that I thought really moved. Absolutely. I mean, if you really, like my summary, if you really look at it, Gujarat lost a game. LSG lost a game. They would have probably lost two with all due respect to CSK, if not for the weather. Right. Rajasthan lost a game. RCB lost a game. Right. So people generally hanging around in the top end of the table all ended up having some or the other setback. And Mumbai, who actually was somewhere at the bottom, gained by winning both of their games. And now, you know, they've catapulted themselves into the sixth spot, which is is really, really good going. Completely echo everything that Vasan said, right? I mean, you know, baby Sachin was tried and taken off. Same thing with Hrithik Shokin. They've now settled on Kartikeya as their spinner of choice. He's been given a few games. The pace bowling population keeps getting, you know, moved around here and there. Jofra Archer has come back. He's bowling with some intensity. He bowled a 150k delivery somewhere along the line. So he he seems to be doing okay. But certainly, you know, the bowling needs to do more. And as long as Kai is playing the way he is and he's got all that support cast around him and even if, you know, two or three of those players click, you know, they are able to chase down 200 scores. No score is, you know, too big to chase for Mumbai with Sky batting the way he did today in this in this game. Cameron Green, by the way, definitely justified the, the price tag and all of the hype that surrounded him coming into the IPL. There is still some debate as to whether it's best served if he continues to bat at three the way they've been asking him to. That's a debate. But yeah, they seem to be getting these things right. And Tilak Varma today was awesome. I mean, you know, we, we when it comes to finishers, we've been talking about Jitesh Sharma right being up there. Uh, Dhruv Jorel has been coming to the party. He's been doing well as well. Rinku Singh did that once or maybe twice. It was simply gone quiet after that. But now we should consider adding Tilak Varma to that role, right? The, the 6-7 finisher, just able to hit, hit success on demand. 10 ball, 26 today. So, so yeah. That, so, they ba- are my batting, has, batting has really brought the turnaround for Mumbai then. Mumbai, pretty and, much. And, and they are there. It looks like the, their next game will be against CSK. And whoever wins that might just swap places because Chennai is five wins out of 10 with that no result also. They're at 11 points. And then Mumbai is at five wins from nine games with 10 points. So the high chance of them swapping if if Mumbai uh, goes on to win that game. Interesting game for Chennai then. I also think that the next few games for the rest of the week are going to be sort of deciding games for certain teams as to whether they're still going to hang on in that peloton, challenging for the top four slots. And one thing I did notice that CSK and Punjab, three of their remaining four games are against teams with losing records. Yes, the IPL has been unpredictable. Yes, Delhi somehow managed to beat Gujarat. But all that said, those teams are not performing as well And CSK is going to be playing, I believe, KKR and Delhi Capitals a couple of times. 
in addition to hosting Mumbai. The IPL Classico, as it is called by many, might just be a huge indicator as to which of these two teams is in a better position to make it Absolutely. to the playoffs. So, two games against Delhi Capitals, one game against Mumbai Indians at home, and one against Kolkata also at home. Yes. So, they're playing at the Tepok against the Dicey teams, and they've got Delhi Capitals, which is a free buffet. Don't tell that to Hardik Pandya. You keep saying that. Yeah, you keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't learn from my mistakes. And the, the other team that has three games against the weaker crew, or if you will, the those with losing records is Punjab. They have, two of them are away. One is KKR and one is Delhi. And then there's a Delhi at home. Delhi have two games against Punjab and two games against Chennai in okay. their last four. Oh, Delhi has a red and yellow rowdy fellow coming up for the last four. All right. The other team that I'm very interested in watching is Gujarat. Gujarat has got the series of tough games. There are four games against contenders and only once, I think, against SRH. The Gujarat versus RR game that is going to be, I think, in the same weekend, the upcoming weekend, is going to be super critical because it's going to either sink one of them or make sure that one of them is having the inside track for getting to a top two, not just a top four finish. And which teams are, in your opinion, losing momentum at this point? Team or so teams? again, I, I think Punjab Kings, certainly with today's game, high scoring game, which, you know, after having, you know, 200 plus, you know, on the base of a Livingston slash Jitesh Sharma knock, I think losing will have disappointed them. I mean, they did all the right things, you know. You know, maybe the one wrong thing they did was they got Rohit Sharma out for a duck. I mean, you should have kept him in the park a little more. <laughs> but beyond that, beyond that, so yeah, I think they are likely my, you know, last week when we were talking about, you know, Punjab, we were talking about this being the week they would actually make that push into the top four. Instead, they are seventh on the table now. And, and I think much of it comes because of that loss today. So they would be my pick. I still am rooting for them. I hope to see them do better in their next set of games. But yeah, to your I, question. I have Punjab. a slightly different perspective on Punjab. Mm. I think they're making selection mistakes. Mm. I think they have no business playing Matthew Short ahead of Sikandar Raza. That's okay. Two of the big games were won by Sikandar Raza. That guy knows how to win games. He's won game after game after game for Zimbabwe. He's able to up his scoring rate, do whatever he wants at any point of time. In my mind, I still don't understand the logic, at least, as to why they are playing short ahead of Raza. He can very easily have Livingston bat one more notch higher up in the mm -hmm. order. And Sikandar Raza can bat in the middle. And he's no mug with the bat. He can get things moving. I don't think any of the other Punjab guys would have won that game that day in Chennai. That last ball, that was a haste. The three runs that he took. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking at the scorecard from today and I'm realizing they only played three foreigners today. They played Matthew Short, they played Liam Livingston and they played Sam Curran. There no, they no played Ellis. Ellis came in. Oh, Ellis came in. Ellis at, came uh, in to bowl. Right, okay, yeah. that's why. So, because Rabada has been ineffective. That's right. So, okay, that no, makes sense. I, I, but, I, so, I, yeah. to sum it up, Vasant, you are saying there was short-sightedness in their selection. I think so. I think Punjab just handled this a little poorly. Uh, 
stress this because the joke just flew over your heads it's short sightedness in fact ah, short sightedness <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so that said i thought pk lost ground the other team that lost ground is csk they were hammered yeah. by rajasthan no two ways they had no business losing the game against punjab they had the game under control but they lost their way towards the end with the batting maybe it is time for that wicket keeper guy to decide that let's play 15 balls not just 6 and come ahead of that former captain of that team i think they left about 10 12 runs on the table that game should have been won and again this half point business in lsg yes the game was a no result 125 is was potentially defensible that's what has happened on that track but yeah they had no business going from 444 for 5 to 126 for 7 or whatever it is the spinners should have just closed them down instead we had deepak chahar coming and delivering please hit me wherever you want kind of bowling i didn't see it i just saw some clips here and there and then i said like mm. what kind of bowling is this i mean yeah it was an early morning game impossible to watch at 3 in the morning correct even for the most ardent of csk fans That's a- this is why you guys are called West Coast infidels. You should get up and watch these games. <laughs> okay. The last time I got up at an unearthly hour to watch, I'm still waiting for us to take a wicket. 170 runs have passed. That yeah. leaves only RCB, which we haven't talked about much. As usual, they are. Should we do this? Right there at the edge of the top four. <laughs> yeah, let's put a finger on our lips. <laughs> Uh, but this time around their nrr is not that bad they are almost breaking even right now that's uh yeah, that's an improvement even. in my books that's an yeah, they... improvement normally they lose a game badly and then they spend the rest of their season trying to dig themselves out of that hole i think the most remarkable thing about rcb this week was <clears throat> an off field event and i do not refer to the spat we agreed not to mention it i refer instead to the hiring of the second commentator into their ranks yes uh, after dinesh karthik so for those who don't know kedar jadhav is actually serving as a marathi commentator for the ipl these days and here he is back with a bang into the team probably going to bat at number 3 the next time they get a chance i think that's where they're really struggling the most so yeah a, a top order now consisting of virat faf kedar jadhav and len maxwell will be an interesting one to see on saturday i mean and in his days he was absolutely a good player but he's what 38 39 years old now he had a double hundred yeah. in the ranji right Yeah, I mean that too. I mean he comes back after a long break. I think the idea yep. was that Maharashtra wanted to give him a nice farewell game. Machar come plays his game against Assam, easy attack. You know, make some runs and then go off. And then Kedar Jadhav sticks in, makes two hundred. Yeah, he gets to play another few games. <laughs> and now he's back in the IPL. Sanjay Bangar must have been on the phone with him. Hey, how do you feel, Pa? Wanna come back? <laughs> Moving on. I typically I look for consistency through the number of successive wins again remarkable this IPL no team not even Gujarat has won more than 3 games in succession oh that God. still holds true and everybody is now starting afresh which means that it is quite possible that we will end the league phase without anybody going more than 3 wins in succession which just remarkable the other thing just notice that Punjab 
has probably given the most runs by anybody despite having probably a good bowling attack so they have given away mm. close to 1900 runs while the rest of the teams have only tottering around 1500 1600 so that kind of tells the story a little bit too and punjab also created a ipl record as the first team ever to have four consecutive 200 plus scores wow okay right. that was good so looks like i missed a very interesting week at least from i have to go back and check young yashasvi's innings both of them and of course everything is being clouded by the incident we shall not speak about uh, but any particular game you guys are looking forward next week starting with you ram yeah i i am interested in the mumbai indian run towards what they want to do next so this week for them may well be like some sort of a make or break if they can sort of win a couple of more games they already won two now if they get a third one yeah they certainly have the momentum i have an eye out for mumbai indians this week two games for me consecutive ones one is friday rr hosting gujarat i am looking forward to humdinger the last game was excellent if you remember how shimron hetmeyer pulled off mm-hmm. wonderful win and then Binder. the classico and mumbai indians at chennai mumbai indians is the only team that has got a winning record at chennai mm. i mean rr beat them rr beat them no but, but that was before year. this tournament before this year yeah. the only team to have beaten them for a long time there was mi rr beat them and so did punjab but that was one offs chennai chennai never loses in mumbai and that 72% win record is largely dented by mumbai those are my two favorite games rr versus gt and unfortunately it's a day game the csk mi at least unfortunately for me so notwithstanding yeah. any kind of motivation i don't think i'll be able to see it live it has to be the Yeah, we catch okay. the recordings or the highlights later. <laughs> I feel like I've at least relived part of these games. So for me, yeah, same things. I want some fireworks coming out of the RCB versus MI game too. I think that's another mm-hmm. interesting matchup. Yes, but yeah, I think RRGT and then at the MI CSK game for sure. That yeah. that that's I mean, my thought as well. The Saturday, the Saturday RCB game is against Delhi Capitals. And uh, and yeah, we shall see the return of Kedar Jadhav. So I can't wait, of course, for that. It's a seven o'clock game, so that's good. What else did we have to to chat about? I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these young guns who showed up this year, and also touch upon those who missed. And then also wanted to talk about some old war horses who dusted off their kit. and then just have come and been fabulous i'm going to go with our old stalwarts first ishan sharma Super. what return who thought is been fabulous ajinkya rahane who would have thought what was almost a very reflex buy as a backup middle order batter he's just been batting so beautifully and then vridhiman saha behind the stumps 
the glove work is outstanding and then the mohit sharma who after a year of being a net bowler in gujarat comes back and is simply brilliant and the last name i want to add 1.5 overs only after that it quickly dropped off but there were 1.5 overs of brilliance from rishi dhawan today oh he was unplayable i see oh, he was absolutely I mean, okay. on another day he would have picked up a fifer in that time it was that good he had some nine dot balls in his first two overs that's my list of don't you want to around. add yeah don't you want to add gautam gambhir to that list <laughs> <laughs> that was major Four people who showed up <laughs> yeah major comeback <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah just on ajinkya rane i mean we've got to do this analysis of his strike rate before being announced into the wtc squad and after <laughs> ouch don't do that don't do that that was my biggest concern that the national selectors had just jinxed him and that that would be the end of his performance for chennai so well i mean the one game that he's played after being selected he was striking at 115 So let's see what he does in the next next few games. Anyway, so let me do my list as well on this. Okay, so I think in the old boys category, I think you know I would have absolutely mentioned Ishan Sharma as well. I spoke about it. He was absolutely fabulous. I want to put Ridhiman Shah in that list. He's been doing at the top of the order, you know, for Gujarat. I mean, he's not fired every game. but whenever he's been firing he has provided that ideal start in the in the power play for them so he's been superb so that's kind of like my run up as far as the old boys club is concerned then in terms of some of the people who are missing the bus right i'd start with prithvi shaw first right summarily dumped by like a long list of people that manage the delhi capitals you know we frankly don't know who made the decision it could have been ponting it could have been saurav ganguly it could have been shane watson it could have been ajit agarkar you get the point all of them masquerade as some or the other decision making body in delhi capitals but the net loss of it here is that prithvi shaw isn't playing right now you samson is the other one that i am really disappointed with poor week aside nine games 212 runs at an average of 23 is just not good enough right he's been striking at 150 so that part of his game is still sort of intact but he's just not making enough runs it almost feels like he's kind of handed off the job of making all the runs to to the 20 year old jaiswal who's made twice the amount of runs that he has for what it's worth and more actually so i think sanju samson would be my my second one and then my third disappointment is dinesh karthik i certainly was hoping we'd see him show up somewhere i mean last year he was spectacular for rcb nine games and is not fired once and unfortunately rcb don't even have an alternative i mean i just do not see them giving the wicket keeping gloves to anujra and for a brief second when i saw the news on kedar jadav i was reminded of the fact that kedar jadav used to keep so i don't know if he's like a backup plan for karthik could well be the case you know replace one commentator with another so that would be my my third pick in terms of people that i am i'm kind of disappointed with as far as the winners i mean we've discussed quite a few jitesh sharma is there dhruv jurel though he may have had a comparatively quieter week now he has been very very good and wasn't to an earlier point you were making about needing one of those finishers who can keep 
Dhruv Jorel keeps in first class for Uttar Pradesh. I mean, of course, I mean, Jitesh has played more eye-catching innings and clearly has better statistical numbers than Jorel. But again, Jorel is only 23, so he has some way to go. Again, class of 2020, correct? On class of 2020, correct. So those would be my names. Awesome. Basant, over to you for some final notes. One thing before we go to the next phase, I was very, very happy to see Mohsin Khan's name uh-huh. in the playing list today. He didn't bowl, but I really would like to see him bowl. If he's anything close to what he was a year ago, we finally are getting back a bowler. Otherwise, this tournament, there have been no Indian bowlers have come through except Mr. Chavla. That's a worrisome matter because when you line up the team for the ODI World Cup and the T20 World Cup, who is going to bowl? I mean, besides Shami, Arshdeep, all those guys, they, yeah. they're like... Shami and the... Siraj, there are two. But the rest of the yeah. crew, I hate to say it, but the best bowler outside of Shami and Siraj and Chavla has been Ashwin, who's bowled very, very well. Or Ishant or Mohit Sharma. Yeah, but... None of these guys, none of these guys are even close to the consideration list. But Moshin Khan was finding himself in the playing eleven. Is, is that's a very very encouraging thing. Arshdeep has not been good enough. Yeah. Today, what did he have? He had three overs for sixty six runs, right? <laughs> he was carted all over. I mean, there was some yeah. poor bowling through and through. Actually, uh, if you look the at it, wasn't the top ten wicket takers so far? There's only one non-Indian there, Rashid Khan. Everybody else is an Indian player. Mm. Uh, so it, I, I kind of dispute what you're saying about no, the that, Indian bowlers, at least. I mean, yeah, probably, I don't know, I didn't see the list. Probably Bishnoi would be there. And I'll just read it off. Shami, okay, of course. Then there is a Disputable, but he's up there. Arshdeep Singh. Again, expensive, but among the wickets. Uh, we talked about Piyush Chavla, Siraj, Rashid Khan, of course, Jadeja, Ashwin, Varun, Bishnoi, and the number 11 is also Indian, Chahal. Yeah, so it's, it's... The question is, in this crew, how many of them are really going to be considered? Can the, graduate to the national level. I that think said, I just want to say a word about Tushar Deshpande. Because there's been a lot of grief about his economy rate. And in the last podcast, I mean, Ashwin was exceptionally kind to him. He just said, look here, this guy is bowling the defensive overs of the power play, overs three and six, which is when batters hit. And then he comes and bowls after the 16th over, which is when the bowlers hit. So you have to budget for 10 to 12 runs per over in these phases. So just saying that this guy is conceding 11 and 12, why don't you just weigh it against what really happens normally in these overs? That would be a much more appropriate way to make an assessment whether this guy is really that much more expensive or not. Interesting perspective from a practitioner. Plus his middle name is Uday. So Tushar Uday Deshpande. And being in Chennai, getting some Uday is part of the... (laughs) Job destruction. (laughs) With that, let's go over to our final part of the day, which is predicting the unpredictable. 
next seven days i think we have 10 11 games something like that tomorrow we've got srh hosting kolkata correct i am going with kolkata yeah i'm going with kolkata as well i'd love to see them win something vijay yeah so i i'm going a little towards the hyderabadi side i think they have enough i, I know sundar is out but i have a feeling it could be markram's day hmm. from markram to marki the marki game of the week rajasthan royals gujarat hosting gujarat at the savai man singh would say rajasthan royals narrowly also voting for rajasthan royals i think the last game kind of showed us where gujarat titans achilles heel is and it is the fact that hardik pandya is batting at 3 i i think that's a mistake they should have persisted with sai sudarshan at number 3 but i think he was dropped possibly on the back of a 125ish strike rate and there's no clear evidence that pandya is actually a better choice i mean i think pandya did really well batting at 4 and i would much prefer he went there instead and then for five they can pick between abhinav manohar no sorry the other one miller will come at five they can pick between abhinav manohar and vijay shankar rather than play both is what i feel but if they persist with that same order of hardik batting at three i rate stan's chances yeah i i see this as a match up between shami and the butler and the samson mm. that crew and I, i have a feeling shami will come up from given the form he's in yep Shami is in a very good form. Then comes the Classico. CSK. Yeah, I am going in for CSK to win this one. I am I am going to swing the other way and say this is going to be Mumbai's third on the trot win. I don't think they have the bowling for Chennai. That could be their undoing. And the, last, the only thing for Chennai is last time around they were very clever. They sent the three Mumbai Mumbaikers in their team up top. And it was the start of the Rehanasons. and uh, dubey so this time around oh. yeah they might bring in santner i think to slow things down a little bit santner ali jadeja i'm just thinking who they will drop to bring in santner but that, that's my thinking like one of the possibly the slinger might have to take a rest that that game. The, yeah there's also this yeah. other guy who is generally only doing music videos and sitting on the bench He's being paid 16 crores for that. Warner? No. <laughs> no. This yellow team. He just no, no, sits on no. the bench. The last time his name was taken was during the post-game between RCB and, and LSG. So. so He's making music videos, is it? I missed exactly. <laughs> there was some, what, a CSK promotion video. And there he is. Last oh, year, the guys who were not playing, they were putting columns outside some hotel. Haan. Yeah, so this That's is... The, our, all our Hari Nishant and... Uh, all those guys. And all yeah, those and stuff. that Simarjeet Singh and everybody. Okay. And this year, this is what they're doing, I think. You, you've got to keep your bench people busy in some way or other. We have RCB against Delhi Capitals. I think this is only going one way. RCB for me. RCB. Yeah, okay. it's a good bowling attack now. They finally found the combo. Things are clicking. So RCB. No, I think Josh Hazelwood has come back. So that that is a, a big difference. And then Gujarat versus LSG in Ahmedabad. I am going Gujarat. LSG will not be able to face Shami and and Hardik with the new ball. That's another thirty for five happening. Yeah, and they won't have uh, KL Rahul. They'll open with Manan Mora, I think. So what's yeah. the difference? So 
I don't know. Manan Skora, Manan Mora will score fast. <laughs> Has a better strike rate than KL Rahul. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Gujarat, any day, that game. Yeah, Rajasthan and uh, Hyderabad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Rajasthan and uh, Hyderabad. Rajasthan at home over Hyderabad. Rajasthan at home over Hyderabad. I think it'll be one-sided. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Yeah, Rajasthan for me as well. And then we have another Shahrukh versus Zenta. Veer versus Zara. Veer versus Zara. <laughs> Correct. So depending on which one's Veer, I'm actually going with KKR on, on this one. Again, I mean, my theory is that uh, PK is on, on, the, on, on the losing their momentum. They may even lose to KKR. I'm going with PK. I think they will... Oh, you know what? I actually changed my mind. This game is being played in Kolkata. So if these guys roll out one of the spinning pitches, PK is going to have a very tough time. But if they're going to roll out a flat road, then PK will just beat Kolkata. I am backing PK for this game. I think the bowling attack will be of their choice, something in their favor. And I expect Dhawan to actually come through on this one. So let's see. And then we have Mumbai Indians hosting Virat Kohli and company. I am thinking Faf and Virat will take this game. And Siraj and Hazelwood. Yeah, this is basically Mumbai's formidable batting against RCB's formidable bowling. Because, you know, RCB's batting and Mumbai Indians bowling are basically both shit. So it should be an interesting game. But yeah, I'm, I'm giving home, home advantage to Mumbai Indians on this one. No, again, I'm going with RCB mainly because the fag end, you have the teams with the better bowling options usually coming up trumps. So mm. I'm expecting RCB to, to do this. And the last game of the week is CSK at home against the Delhi Capitals. I think this is CSK for me. CSK for me. Yeah. No yeah. brainer. Chennai or Delhi. State government. <laughs> Let the state government win this one. <laughs> there you go. With that, we have finished the predictions of the unpredictable. Next week, we can talk about how many of these we got right. It is time to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening in. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of the cricket with the West Coast Infidels. As ever, we would like to hear your thoughts about this episode of the podcast, as well as the podcast in general. The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple and Google. Our free intro music was obtained from Chosik. Our regular hosts for the podcast are Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian at B. Vijay Kumar, Ramakrishnan G. Iyer at Fully Abit, and Vasant Kumar at VKPL007. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.